Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to another exciting episode of the two half squats. I'm not pointing at my hat. Oh, yes, I am. I just said to Dave, we need to remember this is mostly an audio show. We're just doing the video because we can. Last show, I referenced my hat being backwards in the video. Oh. But you didn't know I was talking about the hat. Yeah. <laughs> If you're listening to the podcast, which I think most people still are. I think most people listen to the podcast. Yeah. It must be because when I look at how many people watch the videos, it's like six. No, isn't it's it very low. 300 or something? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's that high. But anyway, we are the two half squads and we are back. And through the miracle of technology, actually, you'll be amazed by this. The miracle of technology. Uh, Dave and I are doing a show together in person look behind me for the first time in two point something years i'll switch to my other camera there you yeah, can look, see look at this look, we're both look it's got the hobbit oh good to see you dave <laughs> we can actually we don't have to fake it into the camera yeah right that's right and there's the hobbit um fireplace that listeners at home may remember us just me describing it that's a decade right. ago as a circular brick like whole wall with a fire circular fireplace in the middle and yeah i came down here and i was like this feels so good you have Jeff. not been here for two years and a couple of months yep i just love all the things the all the things the artwork the rocket ship over there the look at the computer setup jeff scott it's good to have you back it really it genuinely is very very good to have you back yeah thank you Back in the broadcast foxhole, so there's still room for two. You, you noticed I did not fill up the foxhole with just uh, with just stuff. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So anyway, I was wondering, Jeff, you still have mice up in the uh, up in um, the uh, yeah the soffits. Is it the soffit? <laughs> what what is that thing? I don't know if I've ever told you the, my mice stories. You know, I used to have these mouse traps that were little uh, um, pla clear plastic cubes it was called a mouse cube and it had a trap door uh, that would close so you okay. put a little bait in there and the mouse would go inside and the trap door would close behind him and the mouse would be stuck in the cube you know kind of like marcel marceau <laughs> trying to get out of the, the box so uh, i would hear them rattling around yeah <laughs> yes i would hear them rattling around in there and i'd go and there'd be a little mouse in the cube and i think okay well i need to take this out and i may have told this story before i don't know but I remember one time I took it out into the backyard, way to the other end of the backyard, which is 40 yards, maybe. And I told you about it and I let, I let the thing go. And I told you about it and you said, well, the mouse can see the house. He's just gonna run right back over there, <laughs> which is so true, but I don't know. Do mice recognize the house that they came from? Like they wanna get back to it? Yes, they're they do. Not as, okay. They're not as good as dogs coming home <laughs> across the country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they're very good at coming back home. All right. Well, so well, after you told me that, I thought, well, I got to get rid of these mice. I need to take them somewhere and turn them loose. So I would carefully put the mouse cube in the car. You don't want to turn it a certain way because the door will fall open and then the mouse gets loose in the car. You know, <laughs> mayhem ensues. Um, so I would drive around. I mean, this is so stupid. I drive around looking for a place to release the mouse. I didn't want to release him in front of somebody else's house. That seems rude. Plus, somebody's <laughs> going to look out the window and like, what are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm letting vermin go in front of your house. I hope you don't mind. So I drive around. I would drive down to the park, you know, and I think, no, I don't want to scare the kids. I drive to the school. Got to get there before the kids get there. But then somebody's going to see like, what's that weird guy doing over by the school? Then I, so finally find a place. I open the car door. I put the cube down. And then I'm thinking that mouse is going to come out of that cube and jump right back into the car with me. <laughs> so I get all worried. I put the cube out, close the door. I'm looking out the window. And usually by then, you know, a policeman is coming by because somebody's reporting. All right, I put the cube out there, I turn it over, the little door falls open, and the mouse won't come out of the cube. 
So I'm sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. Are you going to come out of the cube? And I don't want to shake him out of the cube because he's going to run up my arm and bite my face. And I, <laughs> just the whole thing became such a terrible thing. When you had to shake him out, he was like, yeah, if he wouldn't come edges. out. Yeah, he wouldn't come out. He's like, it's nice in here. Well, and it's, if it's the winter, I'm trying to find a place where it's warm. I don't want to just turn them loose in the snow. That seems cruel too. It's just yeah. Weird. You might have been able to drive them down to Florida. <laughs> That's true. I could have bought him a bus ticket, but Ransom Rizzo. Oh man, it got to be such a thing. I went back to a more standard trap that pretty much just crushes their little skulls and That's puts them. The out one that I like. Yeah, it. Uh, you know. That's just well, circle of life. I don't know if I've told my possum stories either. One, once, I, <laughs> once I get the um, index done, which I'm up to 121 episode, 121. <laughs> it's a long way to go. I'll know what stories were told where, but <clears throat> I had the, Laura left the garage door open and then there was manure in the garage like the next day. And I'm like, oh, something came in and left that. Okay, so then, close the door and then like the next day boxes were knocked over and there's more maneuver I'm like oh no it's in here so I started to search around for it and it's real scary when you're sticking your head up the um uh into the attic you know the like garage area <laughs> and then the um look through all the boxes and in my painting box was a um in my painting box was uh fur like and i had been john the baptist and i wore a fur shirt oh a hair suit <laughs> kind of just the a vest thing okay made of large crap fur or whatever however yeah. i made it and i thought why did i put my john the baptist suit in the painting material box <laughs> forgetting and then I saw it breathing slowly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm looking for a furry animal at this very moment. So I called the police and said, I have a possum in a box and the a possum in a the box. control guy. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? Possum. Possum. Possum stew. So the officer came up the driveway and I said, Do you have, don't you have a, some stuff to catch him? And he goes, Oh, they said you got him in a box. <laughs> I said, Well, he's in a box, but I didn't catch him in a box. And so it's not official. It's he, not a sanctioned box for possum. He, he took the box right off the shelf there and he set it down and we all moved back. He goes, You know, they look really fierce. They get really like, Yeah, yeah, they do. Yes, they do. But he goes, they're really pretty harmless. He goes, the things that'll get you, those are those raccoons, man. Those will attack anything. So, oh. so here, let me get this possum for you. And he hooked the thing and and took it away. <laughs> so wow. That's possum story one. Possum story two is we were sitting around the family room having Bible study with the windows open and I heard a rattling on the fence outside. The chain link fence rattling, rattling. Yeah. Everybody's like, what is that? I don't know. Something's climbing over. I don't know. And then a week or so, two weeks later, whatever, Megan and I are painting in the garage, painting animals for a Bible school, vacation Bible school um, show. And we're smelling, what is that? And so I go and look along the fence. A possum had got itself caught under the fence by the neck, oh. trying to go under. That's what that rattling was weeks before. So I called my neighbor Don. Say, hey, we, Don, we, there's a there's a possum under the fence. He goes, Well, what do you want me to do about it? Go, well, ninety percent of it's on your side. You're being a good neighbor. I have the head. Yeah. So yeah. he goes, Oh, okay. Well, I'll come out and take a look with you. And he could not stand the smell. He kept gagging and having to walk away. No kidding. And so his wife took. I, I had the shovel and I chopped it in half and then his wife took the other half of the body and tossed it over the fence. Oh, that is gruesome. That's, that's my two possum stories. Well, watch out for those possums. People learn a lot from this podcast. It's not just 
ASL. There's a lot of other stuff you learn. You know, one thing I know about opossums is, I'm pretty sure this is true. In the US, we call them possums. But in Australia, they're called opossums. It's actually a slightly it, different it, uh, animal. Oh, well, it's spelled the same in the United States, opossum. Is it? Yes. I might have that wrong. It, this might be... <laughs> a little knowledge is yeah. a dangerous thing it's really i could have checked but i thought no i'm trying to get away from that always checking google to see if i'm right well they probably i'm just going to say i am they probably have a different kind of possum yeah they do yeah if the two mate o you don't get a you don't get a working uh, offspring well speaking of mice that makes me think we've got something we can uh, give away oh yes so uh we've got this uh, let's see where did we get this Remember where we got these? Oh, yes. This is, um, it says right here on the. Oh, it says on there. Well, that's a broken ground design. Oh, okay. Hey, broken ground this design. Is the pad. I don't know why I rang that. He's not a sponsor, but we do like him. Uh, he Well, he was for quite a while. He was, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark, Brian Martusis, who we interviewed, wrote this scenario. Pete Schelling wrote this other one. They each wrote two in this pack, and they're quick, and they're fun, and they're, they fit on the mouse pad. Get it? Very, very cool. And and I played all four of these, and they're short and fun. So we're giving this away, the uh, mouse pad and the, the scenarios, and then along with it, a mouse, USB wireless. And it is designed like the tank, M-A-U-S. Oh, get it? The mouse. The mouse. It was that giant tank. I think they had a prototype of it at the end of the war. I'm not sure if any got into combat. I don't think so. I think the Soviets found Too the mouse. M-A-U-S. We should have put them in the cube. We, we are not sending a mouse cube. So for people to get this to send to them, I can ship this out. I have the money in our fund, our shipping fund. So thanks to our listeners on Patreon. And how should we uh, do this? Email? Email us with the subject, Mickey Plays ASL. Yep. That'll, about that? I was going to say three blind mice, but Mickey Plays ASL. Yeah. Send that in the subject line. Email us by... June 15th? Nope. Far too far. We're going to have another contest next show. Well, it's May now. This is going to come out here. Oh, May 20. June. Yeah. 10th. Sure. June 10. Okay. You can have two contests going. Yeah, we definitely time. could. We've got lots of good stuff to give away. Thanks to the generosity of various listeners and uh, patrons of Patreon the show. Supporters. Patreon supporters. Yeah, we've got lots of good stuff. So. so we need to keep this together. I'll keep take it tonight to, to ship. And coming up next, well, no, we're 300 is coming up soon. Yes, and it is. Thinking of having, um, I was thinking maybe like a round table about does ASL teach history? That was a topic on some word game thing or something. Maybe do half an hour of that and then half an hour, maybe a game show with people coming in on Zoom. Yeah, that would be great. So we'll see. We'll announce officially. We'll do something, something fun and yeah. different, hopefully different. So, yeah. Okay. What's next? Well, Jeff, shall we do the rules? It's time for rules. You need the rules to play the game and put your opponents to shame. They might seem hard, but that's okay. We're gonna learn them anyway. Rules. Yes, we are silly, aren't we? It is time for rules. How do I get my video back? There, I am going to give you your video back. And today we're picking up where we left off last time. Which everyone remembers is concealment. Yes. Because the last show was called Can You See Me Now? So this is a 12.14 action. So it's going to teach this section here to our wonderful listeners and viewers. Any other activity which a concealed unit engages in, of course, other, 
I don't remember what came before this. Yeah. Any other activity which a concealed unit engages in causes loss of concealment if that unit is currently in the line of sight and within 16 hexes of a good order enemy ground unit. Leader lost task checks, leader lost morale checks. Attempts to entrench, set a fire, deploy, recombine, make a sniper check or a Panzerfaust small ATMM check, rally a broken unit, engage in a clearance attempt, change your covered arc, apply a leadership modifier to anything other than a patsy or place smoke grenades are examples of actions that cause a loss of concealment. Now, so if they don't do anything... They're, they can remain concealed, even if they're in clear line of sight within 16 hexes. Correct. Okay. And I think in these rules, it doesn't cover the winter stuff, winter camo, there's, or night, where there's cool things when you can move and stay concealed much better. But check this out. A snapshot attack opportunity is not sufficient to cause the moving unit to lose its concealment unless the attack generates a patsy. PTC or better result. So the guy's moving between two buildings. And he's right? concealed. The snapshot shoots between the buildings. Okay. You don't just see him because he's crossing the open ground there. So questions. He doesn't lose concealment if he's crossing that open ground. Unless you get a pin check or yeah, check okay. or a, yeah okay you have to get a result yeah okay there's a common theme in it but some people be thinking like oh a snapshot you know is in the open there does operation of a radio or field phone cause loss of concealment oh wow that is a good one uh, yeah, that leader concealed up in that high level i'm gonna say no that is correct very yeah. frustrating so i start shooting at all the Concealments that are up high trying to find that radio yeah, guy. Yeah. Does taking the Patsy or a set demolition charge normal task check cause a loss of concealment? Yes. No. Oh, no. So the tank comes by. You can roll to see if you can enter into melee and you can stay hidden or concealed. Concealed. Yeah. Interesting. If, okay. Yeah. Okay. How about dropping your support weapon in your hex? You're covered up. Yeah, I'm going to say no. That, that, that does not cause loss of concern. That is correct. That's yeah. free. How about repairing a support weapon? I would think that would. You might, but it is no. Wow. Stay concealed okay. in the rally phase while you're repairing. That, that must come up a lot. And I, don't, I don't remember that. I think a lot so many times uh, I don't remember these things coming up, but I know they do. Typically, I probably I think, just think, yeah, this time I won't. This time. <laughs> but by the time we're off and repairing a weapon, we're already lost concealment yeah, because we've yeah. been firing it and it broke and stuff. But, um, does spotting for a mortar, so you got the mortar and then you got the leader up in a building next to it who's spotting, he's concealed too, just like a radio guy. When he spots, does he lose concealment? I'll say no. Correct. Just kind of like the radio. Yeah. Then I'll teach this next section uh, for a bit. Detection. Now, concealment can also be lost due to attempted enemy movement, not advance into a concealed unit's location. Whenever a non-berserk enemy infantry non-charging cav unit attempts to move into a location contained the concealed unit during the movement phase, the defender has to reveal at least one concealed unit in that location and then force them back out, the moving unit back, even from a wire location, to the last location occupied before entering that location. There's an except exception, units allowed to enter an enemy location during the movement phase. So it's like your berserks, your bonsai charges, and so on. And then it will lose its concealment in the movement phase. So your concealed guy tries to go into his concealment stack. He shows a factor that's a real thing, covers it back up. You lose concealment and end the movement phase. So when it ends its move, is it subject to possible defensive first fire attack? Yes. 
Yes, it is. Yeah. If the attacker's concealed, may the defender force him to momentarily reveal a non-dummy unit in the stack before he reveals any unit? Ooh. If the attacker's concealed, may the defender force mm -hmm. him to momentarily reveal a non-dummy unit before the defender does. No. Actually, yes. Really? I mean, I, I thought it would be yes, because you wouldn't have asked the question if it wasn't yes. <laughs> Sometimes I invert them. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, but that's that's an interesting one. So then the okay. attacker, if he cannot, oh, I'm going to enter your concealed stack with my concealed stack, then you have the right to say, well, you show me first. You okay. got something in there. Because yeah. I'm the defender just sitting here. And when I cannot, do I have to remove my dummy stack? Yes. Yes. It's gone. So again, when would you ever move into the enemy like that? Not very often. Can't think of why. Um, then is the, so same situation, is the movement factor expended in attempting to move into the concealed unit's location, like two for a building? Is that um, still used, those two? movement points or is it canceled um, do we count that it's yeah i think too... it's still used yes it is yeah but they're considered expended in the location return to so if you're okay. on open ground and try to go into that building the guy pushes you out takes away your concealment and shoots yeah then and you're now. exposed and yeah um so if you go back into the hex you were coming from because of this situation does such re-entry cause any already existing residual firepower in the return to location to attack you again? I'm going to say yes. That is correct. Oh, man. I don't know when I ever would be. Well, I'm sure there's times. Yeah. You got that little yeah. one resid. You move through it. You survive it. Keep going at the guy. He pushes you back. Got to take the resid again. Ooh, nasty. Yep. Uh, does that apply even if it had already attacked that unit in that phase, that same resid? Well, yes. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Similarly, a unit forced back into an FFE or a minefield, is that subject? Same thing. Yes, sir. Yeah. Then is a unit forced back into a wire counter, is he placed on top or beneath? On top. I would think too, but it's beneath. Because hmm. wired, I'm getting rusty on my wire. I think Mike <laughs> was teaching me something about like I was kind of starting to do wrong. Like once you're under it, kind of felt it represented like you went a certain direction, but I don't believe that's really true. Um, is a unit forced back into a depression, like a gully? In it, at the deep in it, or in crust status? Some of these just make me think, why do we play this game? Uh-huh. And I think we always do this correctly. Yeah. Uh, crust status. No. All in, the way down, it. huh? Yep. Just all the way in. Right back in it. Okay. Yep. Wow. It could seem more logical. I guess it makes <laughs> You know, it's just there are consequences. You're just going to be making those moves. You're going to. Yeah. You've got to risk the consequences. Can a unit then force back into an entrenchment or shell hole location? Can it use the TEM of the shell hole um, versus any ensuing defensive <sighs> fire? Wow. Yeah. And this one, I don't even. Oh, I don't, my gosh. I, I don't even know what I do when we get to these that situations. That is hilarious. So you're, you, you just run over the shell holes coming yeah. in. You're pushed back into the shell hole hex. And then the guy shoots at you with first fire. Do you count the shell hole TEM? I hope first so. Fire? No. No. Because you're just you're running out there. Man. But can it use the shell hole terrain effect modifiers for any defensive final fire attack? Yes. Yes. So yeah. I guess you're, done you're in there moving. I guess you had time to go down in there. And subsequent first fire attacks also. War is heck. Count it. War is heck. <laughs> it is. Sorry, what was that? 
can you, and also the first fire attacks yes those yes apply the um the subsequent so the first one doesn't the subsequents do and the final does yeah all right then we'll be teaching this part here a unit forced back to its previous location is not subject to attack during the brief period in the previously concealed unit's location. So if you stepped into the location, the guy revealed a factor, pushed you out, and in his location were minefields, you don't get hit with anything in his hex. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you just try yeah, to go right. in. You never you try to really, go in. You never actually enter the hex. Um, nor yeah because the movement points are expended in your original hex. that's probably the way to think of it yeah right uh, nor can it be the subject of a snapshot from the firer's hex while attempting to enter the concealed unit's location okay but it is subject to snapshots other first fire attacks when being returned to its previously occupied location okay so that kind of means i guess if you yeah, because you know, again, you don't you're not spending movement points in the destination you're trying to reach. So you can't get a snapshot taken against you going there. in. It's just going back. <clears throat> you could. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here's an oh wow moment that I had when I wrote these. Let's see if I still am wowed. Um, random selection is used to determine which of the multiple concealed units must lose their concealment. That's an oh wow moment. Oh wow. Random selection is used to determine which of the multiple concealed units must lose their concealment. They all don't have to. So if I move two squads, oh. Again, listeners, chime in. I know last show we had some confusion on an issue. I forgot what it is now. We actually said it correctly, but it was about moving two stacks together, moving oh. two stacks of concealments together, you know. Yeah, we did. And we did say you can move uh, the two dump. No, maybe we said you couldn't. Or it was dummy stacks. I could imagine right. when you would ever move two dummies together. Yeah. But yeah, it would be the same rule. rule of so line. if you have a dummy stack of three, it's actually a concealment counter over two dummies. Yeah. And another dummy stack of three would be a Concealment counter over two dummies. If you move them together, you would remove one concealment counter and you'd be less left with five. Five. A stack of five. I just, a I think I was saying, why would you ever do that? Um, to... You did say, you did say that. And we, yeah. we didn't come up with a good. <laughs> no, I wonder if people have done that. Um, also, I, mean, I, I think Mike Rizzi, couldn't. Mike Rizzi was saying, I think on the, game squad or where would this come up on our the facebook we don't facebook. go to the facebook page yeah we don't go on facebook um mike's been trying to help us a little with that get aware of that so that when we play me and mike and dave and you or whatever, tend to spread out the dummy stacks and the, he says a lot of players keep them all together and then they start moving them separate because you get to add the extra concealment on top so you're technically adding in a bunch making more stacks yeah okay yeah then starting that way um right so uh random selection is used to determine which multiple concealed units must lose their concealment but all hidden units in the location must be placed on board beneath a concealment prior to that random selection so if the defender is unable to reveal i think what i do is just reveal the entire stack all the time yeah every time yeah so um so in the if the defender is unable to reveal a non-dummy unit in that location because there are none are all of his concealments and dummies in the location removed I would think yes. Yes. Yeah. May the moving unit continue to its move then from that location without ever having been forced out if there's no one in there? Uh, yes. Yep. If the only concealed unit revealed is a single man counter, must the attacker stop? Say that again. If the only 
concealed unit revealed. So I guess you do this random selection. Okay. Oh, I have to reveal this single man counter. Right. Must the attacker stop? What's the normal option when you run into just a leader blocking your road out of you? Remember, we never do it. We never do it. No, it never comes up much. But yeah. There's an infantry overrun. Oh, so you can oh, do that in this case too. Okay. Go to the yeah, infantry. that doesn't come up very often for us. I guess we need to play more. No. Well, <laughs> maybe it's dumb to use your leader to block something. Yeah. No, it's not if it's all you got. Yeah. Maybe we play so well, we never have to use our leaders to block. That's what it is. We play so well. We always have complete squads. Dave and I play so well, most of these rules never come up. <laughs> um, so yeah, he can do an infantry overrun if possible, thereby forcing the defender to then reveal another non-dummy unit in the location if he has one. Okay. Which you would do. Like, oh, he's still coming in to overrun the infantry. All right, well, I actually have a squad in here. So does a unit concealed in woods or building necessarily lose that status due to an opposing infantry unit using bypass in the hex? Oh. So I'm concealed in the woods. Yeah. You, you're concealed stack coming at me and you bypass. Then do I lose that status? Yes. No. Oh. The opposing unit must actually attempt to occupy the concealed unit's obstacle and location, not using bypass. Oh, they must. <clears throat> to, to cause loss of concealment. Oh, I see. Okay. So again, I don't think I try to bypass. If you think the guy's really got nothing there. You just go in. I'm going to bypass. Make him reveal and shoot me. Yeah, right. Okay. While I'm in the neg two bypassing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you could just go in too. But if I, if I don't want to pay the movement points. Right. Yeah, on. right. Right, right. So it would depend how fast I have to move, I guess. However, should defensive fire or the presence of other unknown units in the planned exit hex. Shoot, what do they mean exit hex? Or other unforeseen circumstances will force a bypass infantry unit to end its movement phase prematurely in the bypass location with a concealed enemy unit. All concealment in that location is lost. So, oh, so he's bypassing defensive first fire. Someone shoots from a different place. Then he breaks, he ends up in the hex. Then it's saying all concealment in that location is lost. So okay, this is the point in the rules where it's become so arcane and subtle and tricky that I just nod my head at you. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Well, uh-huh. Uh -huh. And I'm thinking but like. May the previously concealed defending units then in that woods, right? You're trying to bypass. Yeah. Use triple point blank fire against any units in the same location then. Yeah. Yes, you may. Okay. So there's the benefit. The broke guy breaks. He, he ends up in your hex. You have to lose your concealment, but then pow, go ahead and yeah. just shoot at him. Are they also going to get a neg two for first fire, non-assault, and open ground if it applies? Yes. Yes, they are. Even if the targets are already pinned, though. So if the guy gets pinned yeah. bypassing, he has to be in your building suddenly. It's just a rule. You know, they can't leave him and bypass. Yeah. So the rule is well, then, you yes. pin him, he's in your building, you lose. Does he still get, do you get the negs or does he stop moving when he's pinned? No, I think he still gets the next. He's actually stopped moving when he's pinned. Oh, really? So it's a no. Now, if he's broken, you still get it because he's like running away in fear or something. Okay. So kind of the way to try and remember that. Do you get the neg too, even if the bypass is terrain other than open ground? Would you get a neg too if it's not open ground when you're bypassing something? No. no. Um, so then we'll just teach this part here. This First fire movement open ground dyro modifier and the lack of the TEM apply to units in an obstacle, obstacle location 
only if they were in the act of bypassing when first fired upon. Example, a berserk unit entering the same location in non-bypass mode would be subject only to the non-assault movement and gets the plus of the building. So you can only get the nag thing when he's bypassing because he's in like this is a normal shooting at a bypassing guy. If the bypassing unit cannot enter the bypass location, example, a fortified building location with an enemy squad in it, remember okay. you can't enter it if it's got an enemy squad. Right. Then the unit is forced back to the previously occupied location it may enter. Okay. So during final fire, the moving units would be entitled to the full terrain effect modifier for the obstacle they end up in and may attack in turn during their advanced fire phase if they are able. So it's pretty much the normal rules for yeah. if you yeah. charge a berserker into a building. The guy defenses at triple or subsequent, and then you fire in the advanced fire phase. So yeah. same thing if you're bypassing, you get forced into the building. Same thing. Okay. Are any of the survivors then held in melee? Because now they're both in the same building that he was bypassing. Yeah, I would think so. I always mark them that way, but technically they're not until after the close combat phase. We're supposed to put the close combat marker, not the oh, melee oh, marker. Oh, oh, oh. right. Yeah. Yes. Close yeah. combat first. Yes. Yes. And there's a reason for that. There, we, we often skip that, putting the close combat. I, I taught you that stuff. way. Like, oh, let's just put a melee on because yeah. we're going to have to do it in a few minutes. Yeah. But technically, yeah, it makes I'm a difference. remembering and learning the little rules of who can leave them yeah. a, a close combat, right. not a melee. Right. So then, and here's the example, are they able to route away in the route phase? Because they're not in melee because they're not in melee i would say yes yes yeah there's the example That's so the you mark it with the close combat counter indicates the melee rules do not yet apply any armor fighting vehicle using vehicle bypass movement in the hex can be attacked as reaction fire like normal so then i have a segment that i recorded on west of alamein okay let's take a listen at what is in the oh let me hit the magic button. What's in the box? Hello, everyone. Maybe you remember Hollow Legions. I put tape around mine because back in that day, you weren't sure you'd ever get another game like this. So yeah, I, I taped it up. Now I regret it, but uh, keeps it safe. This game has the Italians. And uh, is it some extra desert boards came here? Two, two extra desert boards. And the Italians, and originally, of course, there was the West of Alamein that had the rest of the desert material in it. And so, of course, we all know now we have Hollow Legions number two, which includes all the desert stuff since they moved the British over into for King and Country. And hollow legions this original art on the hollow legions i was george parish you can see there's a copy not a copy in it an original of his here and then the yes. um new artwork that, oops um i forget who this guy is but he does a nice job so we'll get to some box art review on that uh sometime soon so first up, let's take a look at the components. We have new boards. Well, the same boards. Well, all the boards, the desert boards. So it really goes 25. Now 25 originally looked like this on the board, on the not cardstock, but actual cardboard. Or um, so. There you go, side-by-side -side comparison. Kind of hard to see the olive trees on the old board up here. Uh, orchard hexes. Now, in between, you may have ordered your own set of cardstock boards when MMP put them out. And looking at the one that comes with the new game and the one that comes with the 
boards you bought separately when they first issued all those thin boards. Um, I kind of like the work on this one a little better. This one, it's kind of craggy down in those gullies on that hill compared to this. There's more craggy gullies. I've got to remember I'm doing a podcast as well as a YouTube. Uh, and it's lighter on the new one, 25. Less detail on the building, though, by a large degree. Interesting. Uh, but the crags I also like better on the new board than the 25 skinny cardstock. Woo, woo, woo. Kind of like uh, you're in a cartoon running, trying to run away from the, the Wiley Coyote there. Um, yeah. Interesting. The, the one, the original. Yeah, I think this, in some ways, the new board 25 is uh, a little more similar to the old board 25 than the one that came out in the big set of the 200 boards or whatever we bought back when we bought them. Uh, so board 25. Then we go here to board 25E. Now this was used to be an escarpment overlay and I don't think it made any sense to have it be an escarpment overlay. So I like what they did here, made that into its own board. Uh, 25E and then the Rest of these is not much to look at. No offense to the desert compared to other theaters, but 26, maybe get a, a look at the, um, oh, memory test, Hamada or the brush, the, hum, the brush. The Hamada was a little rocks, right? So the brush, you can see it's multicolored, multicolored little brush, little specks of some green and brown. And the original, um board looked more like this it was just all more brown kind of scrub scrub was that the right word comparing the two boards there um so the rest of the boards yeah they're they're desert you know 27 28 29 then 30 31 which i'm assuming came out later with the hollow legions i forget which one must have been so they're all on cardstock. A couple of mine aren't folded very well. So anyway, those are the new board. Then you can see that there are overlays come with the set, the full set of overlays. Now the old ones, looking at that, um, the change-ups are on these there's eight sheets the hillocks have some interesting artwork on them a little more suggestive of edge of a hill i hope no no the deers the deers have like an edge supposed to be i guess going down into the sand the hillocks are just the same brown more there's more variation in the color in these hillocks the buildings look pretty similar then the real change up here too is the is the sand even the the basic like hard sand is got some graphics on it that are more textury and the sand dunes and sand overlays which is actual sand really look like sand. They did a nice, nice job. I know this YouTube video isn't quite transparent, but um, real improvement in the graphics on your overlays. We're all moving toward realism, which makes me wonder why, again, the counters they reissued with the standard black and white. I know why they said people love it more. Um, the wadis on these versions, um, the brown lines for the cliff edges are still kind of um, very geometric. Maybe a bit too geometric to go with all the fancy schmancy new graphics. But there's all, all your sand dunes and so on. So a blue sheet of paper, thumbs with it. 
you know, I'm a big fan of the blue sheet of paper. So overlays uh, and boards, the scenarios. There's a stack of them. I, I didn't preview these, um, but quickly, you got some from AP28, AP27, Action Packs, the Flea Circus. Am I looking at this from the right? OB7. Shoot, is OB, OB out of the bunker? Seven, was that? No. Uh, a, a lot of, yeah, so we got a ton of them all put together. Italians, yeah, I'm forgetting. This has also all the Italian scenarios, I guess. And um, probably all the desert ones, right? So Art of Dying from the journals, journals from the annuals, Savoia, which took place on the desert boards, Nocturnal Attrition from J30. I must have played that. Board 25. Yeah, I remember that one. It's on that mountain. They're here, reverse. Um, so in the front section, there's a bunch uh, that are on the different uh, non-desert boards that all include the Italians. And then they break into the boards, which are your standards. So that must be like the front uh, two, yeah, 35. 35 Blazon Chariots, 36 Rachi Ridge, and then Comson, the very famous, right? with the, and I've played all these desert ones. I suggest you try them, you know, and they get a lot of desert boards. You can have a lot of space. You're shooting long distances. Fort McGregor, yeah, this is the British had the Germans. Um, the British were like a fort with surrounded with a bunch of 33 wire counters. Foxholes, Sangar. Bridgehead, too wet. Boy, yeah, it's been a while. But for that retribution scenario, 55. So they go from 42 to 51. So those were then the Italians in the Hollow Legions. And then the new, or, re, or the, I guess not new, but all the reissues. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you heard a little excitement in my voice. That was the, I just came upon the scenarios that came with, oh, si arrendiamo. Si arrendiamo. Updated from the original version, but that's one of the desert board. So that goes to 58, with the Italians in it. So then here's the trick. Then these scenarios go jump to number 253. So this must be picking up well after a Korean. Uh, I haven't even opened some of the reissue, other reissues yet. Uh, 253, our place in the sun. And this is a... One of the scenarios from the Soldiers of the Negos or Negos or um, with the Eritreans, get some air support. Yeah, I probably will. I'll visit these scenarios with a separate recording because Dave Timonen started on all these. And they have a little color graphic there of the Bitwood Gamble, Circle the Wagons. Boy, faint memories here. Wells of Borgate. Maybe some of these are new. And 259, 260, Last Hope at New Flower, Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, 1936. So those next set covered the, those scenarios. And then 261 through 289 are, must be all these Italian ones from all the different magazines and action packs and journals and so on. Let's get those there. And then looking at the rules, you get um, the, well, the North African rules, open ground, scrub, hamada, 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 deers, wadis, hillock, sand, sandgars, tracks, hillside walls and hedges, arid climate, climatic conditions, desert overlays, alternate terrain types, which were like I think the olive groves, right? And those kinds of things. So, you know, nice, crisp, clean, new set of rules for you. A lot of you never had section F for him. I gotta get to work switching out my old set of rules. A very good um, kind of example of play that covers 
shooting over the hillocks, which are fun and all the new terrain type, the sun blindness and all those in the climate climate conditions, the escarpment, the overlays, yep, right on through. I forget how many pages they were originally now. Go to F20, well, F20 is blank, but F19. One to 19. Of course, with your set of Italians, you're going to get the Italian vehicles. You get a white page piece of paper with three hole punch. You get a Italian vehicle notes, which covers the Italian vehicles, the ordinance notes, the standard vehicle rarity chart. I never have used these, but I'm sure a lot of you have used these, but not me. Um, yeah, chapter H notes. Don't think there's any Ethiopian stuff that went in that. Don't think so. And then you have some replacement pages, I'm supposing, which is the Italian page, A55. What did they change on these? They added the Eritreans. Oh, sure, look for the black dot. This is what they do. They put the black dot in there showing you what's new. The Eritreans are now added into the basic section A rules. A57 is in here. Doesn't have a black dot by it. Chapter A footnotes are all in here and adds the Eritrean footnote and Ethiopian footnote back from the bottom. Some soldiers of the Nagos. SON, another white sheet of paper, three hole punched. Fantastic. So some chapter A replacement pages. And that that gets us to the counter sheets. Boy, that looks familiar. There's, you know, there's your hollow legions. Okay, our sheet one of five. It has the Italians. Now this doesn't have the upgraded Italians. You can get with Le Frank Terre. I think you can get a version from Broken Ground Design. Um, because there was the whole article and discussion about the Italians that they wouldn't be this poor often. Three, four, sixes for first line troops. And the leaders, oh, my Italians are pretty worn, which I found interesting. Like, did I play the Italians that much? Or was it just that there was such a select group of Italian counters instead of like three sheets of Germans, you know, to use on different scenarios that they just happened to get worn? Sheet two is the, this must be the Eritreans. Yeah, you can tell from the artwork, they have the hats on them. Oops, the hats, this camera is not gonna do justice to this, but if you look closely at the counters and they have first liner in a circle, second line, and those are three, four, sevens, first line, and three, three, six, second line troops. And they have, again, the, um, what do you call that a fez? I actually don't know. I'm sorry. The leaders I have the artwork, it's different. Uh, set of heavy our ATRs, the usual, and then you get your desert counters added into this one. The ones that have the dummy mine fields, which was new in the desert stuff, right? Some animal pack count, um, counters, vehicle crest hold down, paved roads and tracks for the desert, one lane bridge markers and sheet three is the vehicles sniper for the Ethiopians I think yep <clears throat> vehicles again some larger prints and I have new bifocals so I can read these really well although what Dave Timonen and I both sometimes use it's magnifying glass when we're looking at our table. It's amazing. It actually kind of 
makes you able to see things better <laughs> from not a bad distance. Pick up things and bend way down over the tabletop because my bifocals ain't going to cut it when I'm you know a foot, two feet away from these counters. Uh, the magnifying glass does amazing. That was from my mom. Mother's Day, I miss my mom. Uh-oh. Okay, I won't cry. Um, uh, the artillery pieces, nice big print again. Your vehicle dust, stuff that's unique. Hillox Summit. Ooh, the gusts counter has a little twirly um, wind on it. That was not on the original. Without double checking, I will guarantee it. And Heat Haze has a kind of little like Heat Haze echo of the letters, like maybe you're getting blurred out a little or seeing things. So, yep, the rest of the Italian will be. And then, of course, the Ethiopians. Now, they're on the uh, green. Is this the, would be the Allied Minor color, which makes sense now? I don't think I remember noticing that a lot earlier. And they have elites at three, four, sevens. Some are rifle arms. Some are just spearmen somewhere in here. And where's the rules for tank tipping? I don't know, but I think I'm going to do a separate deep dive into. So that that's all the the things here with Hollow Legions. Let's double check that. Oh, there is a chart, of course. With the desert terrain and in larger print, looks very similar, except maybe candelabra trees. Looks like a new thing. Does, I'm gonna say it's a new thing. Uh, and then the arid weather charts, the Hamada mobilization, the sand bogging. Yeah, I remember this has been a while, but desert board. So the back of the box, you get your eight maps. Eight sheets of overlays. We didn't look at those. Yeah, we did. Uh, five counter sheets. The scenarios, 53 in total. Updated rules page set. Italian chapter H, chapter F, North Africa, chapter one, divider. It says playing time, two hours. Really? We're still saying that? Or more, depending on scenario. So that's the minimum, I suppose. Yep, so there you go. How legions, everything in it. Uh, I could do a deep dive into the Ethiopians and stuff for another show, but just quickly, I do have them out here. Here are my Italians and Ethiopian counters. And uh, here's like some spear troops from the original. Was it Critical Hit that put that out or someone else? Yeah. Two, three, sevens, spearmen. So there's like tank tipping involved in this. It used to be. I'll find out if it still is in the original set. There's some leaders and crews. Their sniper was this teeny counter. I guess they didn't print any five-eighths inch counters then to go with this. I made labels. Oh, I just ripped my label trying to get it off to show you on the YouTube with the lion in color. Yeah, well, I have them on the top. Let's just look at that. Italians and the, I combined them. So I managed to fit Italian vehicles and Ethiopians in one box. And then my other box had the Italians and I think the Eritreans all together. So there you go. That is what's in the box for Hollow Legions version two, I guess. Oh, that right. was that was uh, interesting, Dave. Very good. Thank you very much for I, that. I did enjoy seeing the different graphics on the new boards. Yeah, really cool looking yeah. sand and cool. stuff like that. So, all right, we are probably over time. I would think so. I don't know where my the timer is on this. It's not showing me, but anyway, we'll have to we'll, sign off. We'll call that a show, and uh, we thank everybody for listening as usual, and looking forward to seeing you next time on the Two Half Squads. But remember, until then, remember to roll low and rally well, but, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. See how easy that is when we're live? Yeah, it's much better. <laughs> this has been much better. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.
you want to sleep over, there's room right there on the couch. <laughs> it's good to be back. Yeah.